Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this culture of madness, I hope that you're able to recognize when you need to slow down a little bit and shine your light into the darkness. Now, sometimes this darkness is inside of you. Sometimes it's outside of you in other people or situations, uh, circumstances sometimes are beyond your control, but, uh, sometimes we have these pockets of deep, powerful sadness or grief that we have suddenly become more aware of where maybe it was there and then you stuffed it down, you know, you ate away your feelings or whatever, and you suddenly just, you don't remember it. It's just like you have amnesia and you forget, and then it comes back up and it's like, oh my God, oh my God, I had this painful thing. Sometimes you'll have a memory from your childhood that crops up at the weirdest time. It has nothing to do with what you're going through. And yet it probably does. Your, your mind makes neural pathways to, you know, your nervous system will make neural pathways between two similar feelings, two connections. And suddenly you'll feel the connection to your past and you might feel an overwhelming sense of sorrow or sadness or, um, grief or anger. And when you feel these emotions, the best thing to do is acknowledge them, shine a light on them, hold space for them and see where they take you. Ask them, how can I make you feel better? How can I help this to be smoothed over and taken out of my energy body, out of my system, out of my physical body, my mental body, emotional body. How do I get this out of my spiritual body? Because if you just keep, um, going along the way you're going and you never do any shadow work and you never shine a light on the darkness, you're going to get to a point where you are absolutely, uh, spiritually and morally bankrupt. You know, if you just keep forgetting it, forgetting it, forgetting it, going along and never learning, never growing, never changing, never becoming the best person that you can be in the best version of yourself. You're never going to reach the level of embodying your higher self in your physical body. You're not going to manifest the world that you want to manifest. Now I was, uh, very upset yesterday and I, and I don't hide these things from you guys. I don't put on a happy face, you know, and, and, and just smile my cares away, you know, <laughs> you know, come on, get happy, put all your cares away. Like that's, uh, the world's worst advice. It's not convenient, you know, or conducive to have, you know, a good time with other people. So say you have a big party and everything is wonderful and it looks amazing. The food is good, laughter, music, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But if you have like a super sad memory at that moment and you just 
eat a few more crab puffs or whatever and stuff that down, it's going to crop up later. And if you just keep doing that, stuffing that stuff down, you're going to end up, um, well, awfully crabby (laughs) and maybe puffy, (laughs) but (laughs) no, you'll, you'll end up, um, regretting it because later it'll come back to haunt you in even, um, meaner and bigger ways. And, So when things like that, you know, so say, what if you're at a party, this is just like a random example. Um, I myself don't really go to parties anymore. So (laughs) not just because of pandemic, but you know, introverts and all that. (laughs) But if you're at a place and say you're out there, you know, with a bunch of people and something comes up from your child in and it's painful, go sit in the corner and take a few deep breaths or take a little stroll outside and kind of, you know, see where you're at and really breathe into it and, and, and then start asking yourself questions. What is this feeling I'm feeling? How can I in, and address the feeling directly? How can I shine light on you? How can you enlighten me as to what I was missing about myself? How can you help me in this situation to be a better person? How can I be a, a, a more spiritual, loving, kind, amazing person by, um, you know, lifting you out of me. How can I shine light on you? Make you feel better. You know, you talk to the negative emotion and, and it works, it works, you know, like, um, if you allow it, you know, to fester and rot inside you and you keep stuffing it down, it's going to get a million times worse. But if you address it and you, cleanse it out and you give love to yourself and you hold space for yourself and you bring yourself, uh, to the understanding that you're not perfect. You're flawed. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having anger or grief or complete sorrow or sadness. There's nothing wrong with once in a while, just completely breaking down and understanding that that's okay. Because if you break down and then you utilize that knowledge and that time and that, that, uh, space that you hold for yourself, if you're able to do all that, you will only break down for a short time and then you'll be able to rebuild yourself back up into something better, something greater, something that is a more authentic version of yourself. When you get involved with a new uh, friend or new uh, potential uh, relationship style partner, a romantic partner, a lot of times things will be brought up that you thought you were over. (laughs) Oh boy. You know, I'll give you an example is, is, uh, I thought I was over being uh, jealous of men being attracted to women. Right. And I, was feeling kind of raw after my divorce and my husband, after we were, you know, signed the papers, we weren't officially divorced, but we both started dating other people. And I wasn't upset by him dating other people, but I was upset by the fact that the person he started dating and I didn't have a problem with her personality or her person or who she was. But the fact that she started hoovering around him and contacting him for months before we broke up, 
and he started to spend hours talking to her and ignoring his own children and me. Um, and I don't mean like just, you know, 10 minutes here and a 20 minute email there. I mean, hours, she would send him like links to watch videos for an hour and then they could discuss it for an hour. And I didn't have a problem with him being a friend, but with somebody, but it kept, uh, escalating. Like he would say things to almost like to goad me or bait me. And he would say, you know, my, uh, mom always wanted me to marry her. You know, my, you know, my aunt, my cousin always wanted to marry her. You know, they always talked about us getting together. In fact, did you know, I dated her for a while. You know, it was just like, this is weird. You know, like we've been married like what, 10, 11 years at that time, you know, and, and it was weird. It was just like, what, you know? And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, Hey, you're already over her. And he's like, I was never into her. Don't worry. And then like, you know, fast forward two years later and they're in a relationship when he died on, on his deathbed and he was literally in a relationship with this woman and she was with him when he lost, uh, the cancer ate through his speech centers and he could no longer, um, speak because he had, um, you know, brain cancer. So it was, you know, so she was like in the room and that happened, you know, and, um, it was weird, you know, and I, I just tried to understand it. I tried to be like, okay, you know, I mean, he doesn't have a way to meet a lot of women and this is someone from his past and she's been paying attention to him. It just made sense, you know, and I wasn't mad at her. I mean, you know, but even though she did Hoover and it was her fault for you know, I mean, I don't think she's responsible for the breakdown of my marriage or anything like that, but I do feel like she played a huge role. You know, she gave him a way out. She gave him kind of a passageway to a brighter future and stuff she would talk about, you know, would excite him. She got interested in all the conspiracy theories. And I was just more interested in, um, feeling my oneness and unity with others. I was more interested in knowing God and, she pulled him away from his God path. It was a path we were on together and got him into the conspiracy theories and this person versus that person and this group versus that group and that secret faction against humanity and blah, blah, blah. It was crazy. Anyway, I, you know, so I, you know, a couple of years later here, I'm in a relationship with somebody and he starts seeing or looking at other women and it, 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 it was like a, uh, you know, I feel a little, uh, that's kind of odd. You know, you're rubbernecking, looking at other women. You're telling me you're looking at other women, you know, and then starting to talk about women he used to date is like the kind of the same thing. And it's like, man, you know, like, do all men do this <laughs> or just do I just not know how to pick them? You know, is my picker broken? Maybe. But it brought up other stuff. And then I started feeling like this pain's of jealousy. And, you know, when I look at that now and, you know, fast forward now again, 11 years later, and I'm looking at this like, well, I was being disrespected. See, and it wasn't the pain of jealousy of a man being interested in another woman. It was more about my self-esteem, my self-confidence and my, um, issues with picking men that don't respect me. Maybe I don't respect me. So I'm picking the mirrors that will reflect that back to me. Right. So I was, um, 
you know, pained, but not for the reason I think you're never upset for the reason you think when you go back to a course in miracles, you will remember that line. You're never upset for the reason you think (laughs) it never is, you know? So last night I, um, had a long conversation with prime creator who is the ultimate counselor. He invented counseling after all. And, you know, we were unraveling it. I'm like, I don't want this kind of deep, powerfully, um, painful. It was so painful. These feelings I was having. And he was like, what are you really upset about? You know, you're never upset for the reason you think, what are you really upset about? What do you think about this? And it was just crazy the way that things started to unravel and unfold. And it's like, you know, I, I started realizing that I'm upset that this, this person fucking hijacked my entire, you know, um, my at mermaid girl 88, he even changed the, the way that the letters are, you know, he's started to change my account and I tried to follow my own account with a new account to see what the hell he's going up against. And I think he reported me and, um, and so, uh, I'm like now in a battle for my own fucking account. It's ridiculous. And it's just, it's such a pain, you know, it's like, shit, now I've got to get my, I mean, he stole all of my precious memories and pictures to take over for God knows why he might be contacting some of you guys to try to scam you for, from shit. You know, I was able to, before Instagram closed my secondary account that I started to get into, you know, my groups and stuff. Um, it's just super annoying, but, um, you know, they, you know, cause I was reported now I can't get into either account. So it's like, fuck man. And I was, I was thinking about like, you know, why this person's like trying to strip me of my identity. This person's trying to, you know, get into my precious memories and take things away from me. And I was already feeling unspecial. I was already feeling super lonely and super alone. And I realized that that was my connection to my son. That was my, cause I don't have his a new phone number. All I have was his, his Instagram. That's how we talk. And, it, and I realized that I feel very, very lonely on the day that I buried my husband 11 years ago after a really horrible, cruel and bitter divorce in which it turns out, I think looking back that he was a narcissist and, um, you know, it, it just all this stuff at once, you know, and then being the third wheel and then the people having sex next door and, you know, they were just saying goodbye. I mean, I guess she went back to where she lived today and, and she said goodbye to me. You know, very sweet, you know, she's a very sweet lady, but it was just like super awkward and uncomfortable and emotionally like just shoving it in my face. You know, it just felt like just, you know, you're single, you're alone, you're single, you're alone. And now you don't have your friends. They were just stripped away from you, you know? And, um, and by the way, your brothers didn't write you. No one gave a shit to tell you happy Thanksgiving. I, I heard happy Thanksgiving from my friend Peter and, um, you know, the people I spent the day with. And, um, I think maybe my friend Laron and, and I don't know, my, and then my son in law, <laughs> my, my kid's spouse wrote me and, and, you know, my kids eventually said it to me, but only because I said it to them first, you know, and I just feel like, you know, why do I have to chase down people and, and, and force them to remember I exist? 
you know, and that bought into my feelings of loneliness even more. And it just caused this emotional breakdown. And it's really, really, you know, sad when this happens. But, um, I started to, uh, talk to another friend of mine about it. Uh, actually a, another friend that I had said, you know, happy Thanksgiving to, and, and we exchanged the niceties or whatever, you know, it's just nice to be able to have someone to say, you know, Hey, happy, whatever holiday it is right now and have them say it back. But it's also nice to be remembered first. And, um, it's just, I, I feel like I've always been an afterthought. I've always been like, you know, the mistake, you know, my, I, I was put up for adoption because my mom wasn't ready to have a baby because I was the mistake. I was the afterthought, you know, I mean, it was just, it's just one of those deep-seated bullshit things that happened from being um, an unwanted baby, which is why I, I do believe in abortion, <laughs> you know? Why would you want to put somebody through this, make them, you know, a person with no self-esteem and no self-confidence and not and on a subconscious level, knowing your mother didn't even want you, in fact, your mother hated you, didn't want you and kept hoping you would die for your first nine months while you're growing in your mother's womb instead of having that love and that nurturing and that you know high quality um feelings of having value you know and I tried to tell one of my friends about this crazy breakdown that I started to have yesterday I was having these crying jags last night it was like really really crazy you know, it was like, God, I didn't realize how much I missed my husband. And then I didn't realize how much I fucking like was so much anger at him for not trying better, not trying harder. And for lying to me about so many things, you know, that I found out like later and I figured out later, you know, and mad at myself for not knowing, you know, how to suss this stuff out for not seeing the, um, you know, red flags, the signs on the wall, (laughs) because I didn't have the, I had a degree in psychology and yet I did not see those things. It was a blind spot to, there was a blind spot I had to the red flags, you know? And, and so upset at myself. I mean, I feel like, you know, I brought all this shit on myself anyway, you know? And then of course I always take it one step further and say, well, I never should have trusted people never should have trusted humans anyway in the beginning, you know, because it's, it's uh, ridiculous, you know, it's just, you trust humans and they're going to fucking disappoint you. That's it. Whether an archangel or a human or whatever, starseed, whatever, you know, and, and, you know, I get in that and that's a more dangerous mindset because then you feel like I don't need anyone. No one needs, you know, no one obviously wants me. So I'm, maybe don't want anyone else either. And, you know, that, that leads to a dangerous line of thinking too, because you could always think, well, maybe I don't want myself. And, you know, I started to have these feelings of suicide come up yesterday. And I realized that the suicide feelings I've been having, and it's not an ongoing thing right now, but it's just what happened yesterday. And then what happened like a year ago or whatever. And for a few years, but I realized it's this overwhelm. And it's, it's the, where I want to be and where I am now. And the gap between those two things are, it's pretty fucking wide, you know, it's not like a little tiny, you know, gap I could hop over. It's like a fucking, 
you know, I need an airplane to get to the other side of this, you know, Grand Canyon sized, you know, <laughs> say from what I want and what I have. It's, it's a pretty big fucking chasm, you know, I want my twin flame, you know, and I want my love. And, and then last night when this happened, it's like, shit, I'm still mourning the loss of this fucker that treated me and my children bad. And then he died instead of staying here and sticking with us through the long haul. And instead of being a good provider, a good husband and a good father, he decided, you know, to check out early. And he had the opportunity at least to try to cure his cancer. After he kicked me out of the house, what happened was he started eating um, one or two pies per night and lots of candy because he had read an article that sugar um, grows cancer cells. So, but he used the excuse that when he dies, he's really going to miss these blackberry pies, so he might as well eat as many of them as he can. Instead of, you know, like taking responsibility, saying, oh shit, I've got some patterns and some subconscious bullshit that I need to address, I need to fix, I need to heal, I need to see a therapist, I need to do better by my children and better by my wife. I need to be a better human being and and a grown-up man. You know, instead of all that, he just fucking killed himself. Slowly, but with pie. (laughs) Suicide by pie. You know, and um, boysenberry pie. You know, and, and, and I just, last night I started thinking I'm, I'm, I have this fucking resentment towards that. You know, he changed his whole personality, treated me like crap. He disrespected me. And now that I respect myself on levels that I didn't before, and I know what to look for at the red flags and I, I will not allow myself to be disrespected anymore by anybody ever. And like I've like fucking flipped people off to their face and told them off, you know, when they started to disrespect me, you know, it's like I now will get in people's faces where before I was afraid of confrontation. And now I'm like, no, uh, 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 that is not going to fly with me, you know, but, um, we were, um, you know, we were having a pretty good balance and a good dynamic. And then when his issues started coming up, he started going more and more into his patterns, his emotional patterns. And he's stuck in these holding patterns while I'm trying to get up off the tarmac and and take off and, and, you know, travel in the direction of my dreams. And he's just stuck, you know, making a square above the airport, you know, just in the stuck in this holding pattern. And that's it. That's how I felt what was happening. And I kept saying, you know, this is a pattern you've got. This is something you need to fix. This is something, you know, and he just kept having the emotions and stuck on the emotions. And when you do that, it just, again, that's another one of those things that helps. It's like an excuse to um, be stuck. Well, this happened to me, blah, blah, blah. And a friend of mine wrote me today and he said, well, I used to have a poor me you know, attitude where I just, you know, uh, you know, my dad died when I was four. So, you know, poor me, I grew up with the out father and, you know, this and that and the other thing. And, and then he said, but actually later I learned that my father had such a poor money mindset that I might've grown up extremely, um, poor because of poverty consciousness passed down through the father. And because 
he died early, I was able to make it on my own. And now he's, um, somebody that is an investor in other people's dreams, you know, and he has his own money and he's got his own thing. So, um, you know, but you know, you have to know the difference between when you receive information from your subconscious mind, where you had a pocket of pain that you kind of, you tucked that pain away down there, stuffed that down deep into that pocket and you forgot about it. And now you still, you know, now you have to process the grief. Still, you have to process that emotion, you know, the anger or the, you know, the pain or the jealousy or whatever it was, or, you know, the low self-esteem, the low self-confidence times you were disrespected, all of the bad things that, uh, went on before you have to get to the set, the section of your mind where you realize, all right, you know what? I do have this grief and I'm, I'm going to allow, I'm going to hold this space right now for me to feel the grief and really process it. And if that means crying, yelling, throwing things, you know, writing an angry letter, burning it, whatever, you know, then do it. But don't also get into a pattern of going, well, I'm tougher than that because that's another way of just stuffing it down. It's like, you know, eating more crab cakes at the party, stuffing that shit down and forgetting the emotion that came up. Right. And that can, that's what leads to uh, disease and cancer and, um, problems in your relationship. And it leads to problems in your friendships and it leads to problems in your life where maybe you don't feel like you're worthy on some level because you haven't dealt with this emotion yet. You know, like maybe my guy isn't with me because I, I still need to grieve my, my idiot ex-husband who, you know, decided at the end of our beautiful relationship together to just become an asshole and, and just to, um, disrespect me and spend hours talking to other women and, um, not really paying attention to his own children and, and the life that he built and created for himself, the life that he told me he wanted since he was a little boy. He said when he was around eight years old, he wanted to grow up and live in the forest and have a beautiful wife and have some children and be a stay at home dad. That was his ultimate life goal and dream just to have the time with the family and raising children. And I helped fulfill his dream. He told me that was his highest purpose. And I helped him to fulfill that. So why did he spend the last two years of our relationship ruining everything he built up? Probably because of subconscious patterns and negativity that would come up and he would stuff back down with those crab cakes, you know, and just carry on as if life is a party instead of realizing that this is the time when it comes up is the time you need to sit down, take a few breaths, focus on what this is and how to shine a light on that darkness, because that's ultimately what's going to help us through is, is just acknowledging and holding space for ourselves. And I don't mean sitting around and and feeling sorry for yourself and then turning that into like a poor me victim routine, like my friend described. But if you have some genuine pain and some genuine sorrow or grieving, you know, you're not done with the process. I mean, the process doesn't just last like three and a half weeks and then it's a done deal. Okay. Ready to move on. It's been 21 days. It's been 28 days, bada boom, bada bing. No, sometimes grieving can take years 
And sometimes it's years of therapy. <laughs> but if you can hear the voice of God, you can have Prime Creator as your therapist. I recommend him. <laughs> the price is right, too. <laughs> he doesn't charge a dime. And he's there available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and always has the best advice, obviously. But... <laughs> You know, so that did help me quite a bit yesterday, um, last night, just having this conversation with God. I'm really grateful that I developed this um, um, psychic skill, this spiritual level that I've achieved enough so that I could at least speak to God now and hear his voice and get the wisdom of, you know, that which I seek, you know, to change and fix and I just want to be the healthiest version of myself possible. This is a part of self-love and self-respect and self-honor that most people do not have. So anyway, um, I was thinking about it yesterday after I published the show and I was kind of embarrassed and I thought, oh shit, I probably should go back. I should unpublish it and redo it. And, and Prime Creator said, no, you're real, you're authentic, you're raw. This is part of what your show's about. You know, it's not, um, uh, Hey, look at me. I'm spiritual and life is great. Constantly show. It's a show about <clears throat> reality and realness <laughs> and, um, showing what that feels like and what that looks like. And you guys get to watch me process this shit out for myself. And maybe this is going to help you process this shit out for yourself, whatever, um, issues that you have in your own mind and your own heart you know, and, and whatever issues things are brought up and, and you're going to in time, see where your vulnerabilities lie and you're going to see where your, uh, you know, blind spots lie. And eventually you won't be blind. You'll be just standing underneath a beautiful sunshine and that light is going to shine through your, uh, body and mind and soul. And that's what my fondest wish for you today that you get to um, see the pain for what it is and understand that it's okay to feel it and acknowledge it and honor yourself um, because we're here for such a short time and feeling emotions is not a specialty of any other dimension but this one. You know, we get to be separate from God. We get to see how things are without that constant, beautiful loving presence and we get to see ourselves from a different perspective and we get to help God see himself from a different perspective. And then we get here, you know, to a higher level and then we're okay. So anyway, um, there you have it. So tonight we're going to do the Earth Changes Report and the weekly Weird World News. But first we're going to head on over to spaceweather.com and see what is happening in our local cosmos. So what's up in space? Okay, um, the current solar wind speed is 348.6 kilometers per second. We do have a new sunspot growing kind of at the just below the equator a whale well over to the right uh we're on sunspot number 20 right now there is a minor g1 class geomagnetic storm watch and they think that 
A chronal mass ejection is expected to sideswipe Earth's magnetic field tomorrow. And that's in addition to the solar wind that will be hitting our way, not only tomorrow, but also Sunday as well. The uh, CME was hurled into space by an erupting filament of magnetism in the sun's southern hemisphere. Flying upward, the filament split the sun's atmosphere. It caused um, a canyon of fire to be carved out. Weird, I just said the word canyon a few minutes ago. I didn't know this part yet. (laughs) So it carved out a canyon of fire as it ascended. (laughs) Yeah, well, guess what? Step aside, son, because I'm coming next. (laughs) That's what I feel. I'm going to carve a canyon of fire as I ascend. (laughs) Won't that look fun? (laughs) Won't that look pretty? (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right. Um... The glowing walls remained intact for more than six hours after the blast. NOAA models of the CME suggest that this glancing blow during the late hours of November 27th, which is weird because this is still the 26th, but they are about a day ahead of us, so okay. But it says much of the CME will miss us sailing just south of our planet, but the fraction that will hit us will be enough to spark bright Arctic auroras. That should be probably tonight. All right. So cosmic radiation right now is at a high level. It's gone up by 1.6%. Wow. That is significant. Um, we're at 9.8% of the space age average, which is considered to be very high levels of cosmic rays coming our way. Um, so, According to the All-Sky Fireball Network and NASA's All-Sky cameras that scan the skies above the United States for meteoritic fireballs, we were, um, (laughs) we, well, they, I should say, we, I wasn't there. (laughs) I don't live in the United States, but uh, anyway, in the U.S., there were uh, 16 fireballs. Out of those, 12 were sporadics. One was a November Omega Orionid. One was a Gemini-id, and one was a Quadrantid. And there you have it. So, um, 16 fireballs over the U.S. today. This is not an exhaustive list, by the way. There's only 14 states that they monitor. So there's a lot more states, and plus a lot more places on Earth. So this is probably something that's continuing as a trend around the whole planet, honestly. The meteoritic fireballs were just in a very, very active part of space that our solar system is traveling through right now. Anyway, uh, Power 9 is what we see when we go to the Schumann Resonance News today in DisclosureNews.it coming out of Italy. So not a whole lot to report there. So let's go to the GCMS Magnetometer, the Schumann Resonance's Power News Uh, from around the world. This is found on heartmath.org, which is the HeartMath Institute. And we're going to go to the week-long view. Okay, so the more uh, recent uh, news from them is from Wednesday, November 24th at the 2300 hour. So just, you know, under two days ago. This is what was going on. California was at 62 hertz frequency. Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, as well as Northland, New Zealand, were both at zero hertz frequency. 
Lithuania was at 128 hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada was at 78 hertz frequency. Last but not least, we have Hulului, South Africa at 264 hertz frequency. Now, those are the spikes in the Schumann resonance, so be aware that um, Schumann resonance is normally 7.83. These are the spikes. So something's going on, you know, energetically. And there you have it. I don't have a way to see uh, anything on Instagram right now, unfortunately. They said within 24 hours they'd contact me, and they have not. So I've got to figure some shit out and uh, get my <laughs> get both of my um, you know accounts back. So guys, pray for me if you can. Um, and, you know, if you think about it, just say a little prayer for me that I get everything back, so I could get back with you guys and and write to those of you who are waiting for a response from me, which you're not going to get because I'm not, you know, I can't, (laughs) I can't access my account because I was hacked, damn it. And I just feel really angry about that as well, but not as angry as I was yesterday. I was livid last night. I mean, it took me two or three hours to calm down enough to even do the show. So thank God I'm not as angry about it tonight. I'm just sad and upset and I'm numb over it. It's just, ugh. you know, I'm not like super addicted to social media, but I do like to keep in touch with you guys. And this is really irritating me. And the fact also that I want to talk to my son, obviously, and I want to see his pictures. And, um, this is just really upsetting me. My travel pictures are in there as well. So I'm just, I'm like seriously sick about it. Um, you know, things don't get better, but still it's just, um, really, really annoying. So pray for me guys. And, uh, I'll pray for you as well. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to go over the earth changes news and the weekly weird world news or the earth changes report and the weekly weird world news report right after uh, this message, which is a word from our sponsor. (laughs) All right. I'll be right back guys. This episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, is sponsored by Jupiter Jewels, an independent online crystal store, helping you to connect more deeply with all Jupiterian blessings, including spirituality, abundance, self-growth, and more. Providing affordable shipping across the UK, Europe, and North America, Jupiter Jewels can help you progress on your spiritual path with ease. Visit jupiter-jewels.com today to explore life's hidden jewels. That's jupiter-jewels.com.
Alright guys, we're going to jump right in with the Earth Changes report. Now, every week for several seasons now, I have been following the news on Watchers.News and I read to you guys the headlines as well as the first paragraph of every um, little news item here. Uh, Basically, we're just seeing, you know, where we're at in the apocalypse. The apocalypse means the lifting of the veil. And uh, we're also in the middle of Armageddon, which means the end of one world and the beginning of a new world. Now, lifting of the veil means spiritual awakenings. And the more natural disasters that occur, the more we're going to uh, turn inwardly and start to have spiritual awakenings in theory and also uh, another reason why I turn to the watchers uh, website every week is so that we can pray for the people who really need it and we can practice our love and compassion for others and when we do that we start to feel our unity with others and that is what is necessary for us to move to the fifth dimension see so There is um, a method to my madness. Uh, The Watchers website, again, that's watchers.news. They have a tagline that says, Watching the world evolve and transform. And that's what we're about to do right now. Uh, I go back starting uh, seven days ago. And so I read the oldest articles first leading up to the latest article. So here we go. Uh, We have um, a little over one page, so it's not as much as we have in the past, which I I think is a good thing. Um, You know, less news means there's probably less things going on around the world. And um, I don't know, I just think it's better news than having three or four pages. In the past, we have had up to three or four pages worth of uh, disasters, so... Either they're working less for the website now or um, there's actually less going on in the world, which might be the case. The more people wake up, the less they need to be, well, shaked up. (laughs) All right. Or shook down. I don't know. I don't know what the right word is there. Anyway, so let's get going. Um, The first article was from the 20th of November. There was nothing from the 19th, so um, it says at least 26 people are dead. More than 100 have been missing after massive floods and landslides have hit southern India. At least 26 people have been killed, and more than 100 remain missing after heavy rains caused massive floods in parts of southern India over the past couple days. Many homes, roads, and bridges have been damaged or destroyed and livestock swept away. So, uh, um, let's send love and light and the energy of sunshine. Imagine and visualize sunshine over Southern India and let's send love and light and prayers to the families who lost their loved ones, those six people and the hundred that remain missing. Let's send love and light and energy of support to those people uh, and may they find their missing loved ones soon. All right, so we go to the uh, next story. 
state of crisis and regional emergency has been declared for the island of Volcano, Italy. The Sicilian government has declared a state of crisis and regional emergency for the island of Volcano. The decision was made on the 19th of December due to increased volcanic activity at the volcano. So, um, I guess we just send love and light and, you know, the energy of protecting your breathing, (laughs) you know, for, let's say a prayer that the people of Sicily wear masks so that they don't breathe in ash and that they stay away from the volcano, basically. All right. There has been a a potent (laughs) cold front to track through the northeast of the United States. Caution is um, given for those traveling during Thanksgiving week around the Great Lakes. So, you know, Thanksgiving is over. But if we um, are to be honest, a lot of people don't really leave their Thanksgiving weekend until, you know, late Saturday or Sunday. So if you're traveling around uh, the Great Lakes at this time, please be very cautious. And I would say bring a little emergency kit with you. Uh, it does get pretty nasty and gnarly up there, um, at times. So I would, um, say get one of those space blankets, one for every person that will travel and some candles. And I mean, a little thing of Sterno maybe to cook food and some canned food, you know, just to tide you over in case you get caught up in the storm. A sweeping cold front will be will bring widespread showers along the U.S. East Coast this week, followed by lake effect snow across the Great Lakes region. As a holiday week gets off and running, much of the U.S. The continental U.S. will be devoid of hazards. So, basically, just be careful out there, guys. Um, And by the way, if you do, uh, a word to the wise, if you do have Sterno, don't ever light it indoors, not inside your car, not inside your house. It will kill you. It is quite deadly. Um, A lot of families that end up with no electricity will cook on Sterno in their house and they die of asphyxiation because of the carbon monoxide. I think that's why, but... It it emits a gas that is extremely dangerous. So just be careful with that. Um, So I guess we can send love and light and sunshine to the United States uh, regarding these storms. And also the energy of safety. And we'll pray that the people uh, bring their emergency kits with them if they need. And their snow chains for their tires and whatnot. Anyway, let's go to another part of the world where they have snow. Um, Parts of northern Saudi Arabia is covered in a layer of hail and snow. Parts of northern Saudi Arabia were covered in a fine layer of hail and snow on the 21st of November, which was Sunday. And the temperatures plummeted to approximately 7 degrees Celsius or 44.6 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, one of the affected cities was Kur- Kurayat 
Aljaf province. So, um, all right, let's send love and light and sunshine to Saudi Arabia. They are used to getting a little bit of snow every now and again. It's weird that it snows in the desert like that, but it's probably good for the vegetation. There are wild camels all over Saudi Arabia. I have friends from there and they told me that I thought that was really wild. Can you imagine this tooling down the desert road? And then you look over and there's like a herd of wild camels. That would be so strange to see. But uh, so let's send sunshine, energy, and love and light to Saudi Arabia. Most of the Saudis I've met have been nice. Not all, but most of them have been very nice people. And um, so there you go. All right. Um, there have been short-lived magmatic bursts at Ta'al Volcano in the Philippines. There were three short-lived um, frito magmatic bursts. I don't know if I'm saying that right or not. And they lasted between one and five minutes each. They were recorded at the Ta'al Volcano in the Philippines on the 22nd of November, ejecting plumes up to 1.5 kilometers or 4,900 feet above the crater. The volcano is remaining at alert level Two, which just means increased unrest. So right now it's not that big a threat. It's just a slight threat. So let's send love and light to the Ta'al volcano and all the people around there. Let's send them the energy of really wanting to cover their face so that they don't breathe in the volcanic ash, which could be very uh, devastating, especially to people with asthma. I know I've breathed in volcanic ash. It's really uh whew, it's it's no bueno I don't like it <laughs> um so La Nina has been established in the tropical Pacific La Nina part of a cycle known as the El Nino Southern Oscillation or ENSO has developed in the Pacific Ocean the Australia Bureau of Meteorology announced on the 23rd of November so um La Nina, it's it's not as bad as El Nino, so that's that's good. Um, you know, they're, the La Nina is considered to be good, while El Nino is considered to be bad. So it's basically the little boy is a naughty little boy. He's the one that brings all the floods, and it's just this massive weather that really wreaks havoc with California. And La Nina is. Um, mild weather and people look forward to La Nina years and when we have an El Nino year it's like oh my god it's like it's like always a topic in people um in California especially on the coast like you'll hear people going it's an El Nino year no oh <laughs> we don't want El Nino you know <laughs> anyway these words uh, are come from the Spanish if you're not aware La Nina means a little girl El Nino means little boy if you didn't catch that already um so I mean if you speak Spanish first as your first language and a lot of you do um you already knew that but a lot of the people that don't speak Spanish may not have been aware of that um so it's, uh, I guess that's okay. We're not going to really have to pray about that. So let's next go to Japan where there has been a record sea effect snow 
in northern Japan. I mean, lake effect, sea effect, is it just, I mean, is there a river effect snow? I mean, does that just mean that there's snow on top of water that's, like, moving? I I don't know what that means, why they keep saying the word effect, E-F-F-E-C-T. But anyway, the record sea effect snow in northern Japan. Uh... A potent storm system is moving over the Sea of Japan, bringing heavy sea-effect snow to parts of Japan and in some areas breaking all-time 24-hour snowfall records. Shumarinai recorded 77 centimeters or 13 inches of snow, uh, 30 inches of snow over the past 24 hours, and it has now set a new all-time record. So... Let's send love and light and sunshine to northern Japan over the Sea of Japan where they just got some snow. Let's say prayers that the people remain warm and healthy. All right, so uh, the next uh, story is taking place in Spain. And this is a wild picture. A historic hailstorm hits Alicante, Spain. A massive hailstorm has hit the Spanish city of Alicante, Valencia, in the morning of November 23rd. The hailstorm was preceded by large amounts of rain in a very short period of time, according to AEMET, a weather station in Alicante, has registered 46 millimeters or 1.8 inches of rain. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, of course. We've talked about this in the past. Uh, Sometimes people get very, very little amount of rain, and it wreaks havoc because the ground is so dry. Uh, You know, not used to taking that much rain in, and it doesn't soak up the rain right away, and then the rain runs, you know, obviously downhill, and then that can cause, you know, flooding in some places. And that causes, um, like cars to skid off the road and all kinds of horrible things. So let's send love and light and sunshine to Alicante, Spain in Valencia. Cold Arctic air, uh, to reach the UK this week and spread then to the rest of Europe. The UK Met Office has issued wind warnings for Friday and Saturday. So by the time you hear this, probably it's already, you know, it's already been windy there in the UK. But it's because there's a low pressure system bringing strong winds and heavy rain and sleet and snow in some places. The strongest winds will arrive across northern Scotland during Friday. So you've already gotten that. We'll send love and light to all the Scottish people. Love you guys, by the way. And let's just continue to send sunshine and spread warm love like a blanket around the people of the UK and maybe the rest of Europe as well, by the way, because you guys might actually be a little cold this weekend. But all the more reason to stay inside, Netflix and chill, hot chocolate, and maybe a roaring fire in your fireplace. If you don't have a fireplace, you could put on a candle. <laughs> but uh, good luck for you guys over there in Europe. I mean, the winter's just starting, and hopefully it won't be a very heavy one this time. 
this time around anyway. Um, there has been significant rain event that was, or I'm sorry, significant rain event is expected to impact western parts of the southern island, South Island in New Zealand. Oh, wow, I just really butchered that sentence. (laughs) A significant rain event is expected to impact western parts of the South Island, New Zealand, during the next few days. Severe weather forecasters have already issued heavy rain uh, warnings, orange heavy rain warnings for parts of Westland and Fjordland with heavy rain watches um, in other areas. So heavy rain warnings, but said orange. The rain is not going to be orange. (laughs) It's just the alert itself is orange. Yeah, which is the one color before red, which is very dangerous. So it's probably going to be okay. But let's send love and light and sunshine anyway to the South Island um, of New Zealand. Let's send love and light and send people the energy of bundling up, staying inside, and having that hot shit, hot hot chocolate, and Netflix and chill. I was going to say chocolate and chill at the same time and sound like I said shit, but I actually did not. Hot chocolate. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> We're really on a roll with these mistakes here. Um, speaking of really on a roll, a slow moving fireball. Ooh, those are very rare to see. I saw one when I was a kid. Really blew my mind. Anyway, a slow moving fireball over Los Angeles, California. Well, that sounds extremely interesting. So, a slow-moving fireball was seen and recorded over Los Angeles, California at 4.13 UTC time on November 25th, uh, which, you know, of course, this year, 2021. Uh, The event lasted more than 12 seconds. The American Meteor Society, or the AMS, has received more than 75 reports about this fireball coming from California and Arizona. Not a lot of um, things to pray about regarding this one. It's just very interesting. I don't know what causes a fireball. I mean, maybe it's fire mixed with plasma. I mean, I honestly don't know. I do know that when I was a teenager, I went outside to watch a storm because that's something that we do in Minnesota when when I'm there anyway. Uh, Just watching the, you know, the... um, Aurora Borealis is one of the things, and another thing is to um, just watch the thunderstorm systems on the horizon. You know, you could see pretty far away in in that area of the world because of um, you know the land being flat and not very many you know mountains or obstructions, and it was very interesting. So I went out on the porch one day, and, I, and I'm sitting there just waiting to, um, you know, see, you know, lightning strikes on the distance or something. And I had a really weird feeling and I got this, I was overcome with the hairs on the back of my neck and throughout my body, just standing up. And I started to feel really cold, even though it was like a hot July night and, um, it was hot, but, and muggy, but also it was raining slightly just like drizzling and I remember looking up and I saw what looked like a ball rolling across the sky and it was orange and yellow 
and it was one of the damnedest things I ever did see. And I was scared. Of course, I thought it was a UFO. I thought it was the little green men coming to get me, or in this case, the little gray men. And uh, I just got really scared. I freaked out. I came in the house and slammed the door and locked it. (laughs) And um, about a week or two later, I was watching a science show with my dad. And sure enough, they had on there the topic of fireballs. And they talked about it and what it looks like. And I was like, oh, my God, I saw a fireball. That's what it was. I thought it was a UFO. I was so scared. And my dad was really fascinated by it. And he did believe me. You know, it was one of those rare, cool bonding moments I had with my dad. But, uh, yeah, so slow-moving fireball was seen over Los Angeles, California. That's that's crazy. So um, there's not really much to do praying-wise. It's just super fascinating. All right, let's go. The next story. Uh, Heavy snow and blizzards hit northeastern China in the northeast provinces. They are enduring the country's third cold wave of the season since Saturday, November 20th. So that's like within the past week. So they've had heavy snow and blizzards uh, that have been sweeping the region. The most aggressive phase of the event has hit the provinces of Jilin and Heilongjiang. So let's send love and light and sunshine to those areas, you know, throughout China. It's just send them love and light and the energy of um, being calm, cool, collected in an emergency or, you know, crisis. So um, next we go to Solomon Islands where a magnitude 6.0 earthquake has hit the Santa Cruz Islands in the Solomon Islands. So a strong and shallow earthquake registered by the USGS as magnitude 6.0 has hit Santa Cruz Island, Solomon Islands. The agency is reporting a depth of 39.9 kilometers or 24.8 miles. That is shallow. The EMSC is reporting a magnitude 6.0 as well at a depth of 30 kilometers or 18 miles. So one of them is right or might be right there in the middle of those, but that's, uh, that's pretty crazy. Let's send love and light and calming energy in case anyone was upset by the, that earthquake there. So an ice sheet in Grimm's Votin is subsiding and it could lead to an eruption in Iceland. I just watched Eurovision today, the adventures of fire saga or something like that. I think that's what the rest of the, is it the adventures of fire? Anyway, just fire saga, Eurovision, fire saga. Anyway, it's, um, worth it. It's, I like Will Ferrell. It's a funny comedy movie I saw today on Netflix. So anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, uh, the scientific, Advisory Board for the Civil Defense met on November 24th to discuss changes measured at Grimsvoten. The GPS measurements are showing that the ice sheet has started subsiding, which indicates they may get a flood there in Grimsvoten soon. So hopefully the people of Iceland will be aware of this and they will take proper precautions. In the meantime, let's send them love and light and um, I almost don't want to say sunshine, though, because what if it makes the ice sheet worse? 
Let's just send them love. Let's just say prayers that everyone there will be safe. Amen. Just that. A CME has been produced by a filament eruption, and it is expected to reach Earth tomorrow, uh, which is actually really soon. Uh, an approximate 20-degree filament eruption centered near S36E33, there's an angel number for you, 33, was observed in Gong H Alpha imagery beginning on November 24th at 9.58 a.m. UTC time. An associated coronal mass ejection was observed by SOHO, or the Lasco C2. And so we know this is going to reach us really fast. And so we're getting the CME and the solar winds. Two different things have been sent to us from the sun. And we're getting them, to, you know, all, you know, Saturday and Sunday, both days. So if you start to have ascension symptoms, now you know why. A strong and shallow magnitude 6.1 earthquake has hit the Myanmar-India border region. And according to the uh, USGS, it was magnitude 6.1. And it hit on um, November 25th at 23.45 a.m. UTC time. The agency is reporting a depth of 32 kilometers or 19 miles. And according to the EMSC, they are reporting a magnitude 6.1 as well, but with a depth of 20 miles or 33, there's an angel number for you, kilometers. So, I mean, within 19 to 20 miles. So I think that they probably both are right. Um, listen, love and light and the energy of calm and, you know, just, I guess a calming, loving energy to the area, the people in the area of Myanmar and India in the border region there. A rare red weather warning has been issued for a storm called Storm Arwen in the UK. The UK Met Office has issued a rare red weather warning for coastal areas in the northeast of the United Kingdom as Storm Arwen, named on November 25th, is expected to bring high winds and disruption for much of the UK. So, um, yeah, let's just send them love and light and sunshine to the UK. And may nobody get hurt in that coming storm. Now, severe floods have hit Malta during one of the country's worst storms ever. Uh, This powerful storm that hit Malta on the 25th of November dumped a month's worth of rain in just several hours, which caused severe floods. The country's Civil Protection Department described it as one of the worst storms in a very long time. Let's send love and light and sunshine to the people of Malta. There was a severe hailstorm in Clerksdorp. There's a word I've never heard before. Uh, Clerksdorp, K-L-E-R-K-S-D-O-R-P, in South Africa. So a severe hailstorm hit the city of Clerksdorp, South Africa, in uh, the northwest province on the 25th of November, caused widespread damage. The storm flooded roads and damaged the roofs of many homes 
and businesses. This is the third destructive hailstorm to hit South Africa since the beginning of the season. So let's send them love and light and lots of sunshine energy. All right, next we go to Canberra. The rainiest November on record. That's what they're reporting right now. With 147.8 millimeters, also known as 5.8 inches of rain so far this month, the Australian capital of Canberra has set its new all-time November rainfall record. This is two and a half times more than the city's average November rain and significantly higher than the previous record for this month. So let's send them love and light and sunshine to Canberra. And believe it or not, that is the end of the Earth Changes Report right on the nose. (laughs) In fact, before the 30-minute mark. So next we're going to go hit the uh, weird news Headlines from independent.co.uk. We'll see what kind of funny headlines and articles we can um, run into over here. All right, so the weird news from the independent (laughs) in the UK is um, pretty, some of them are pretty weird, some of them are just funny, such as Tony Blair has finally gotten his hair cut after a meme making mullet. Okay, it's probably, you know, that was for the best. (laughs) I'm not a fan of the mullet. No, 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 no. (laughs) Uh, Dolphins deliberately get high on puffer fish. Now, if you didn't know about this, I saw a mini documentary on YouTube. Uh, It was taken from a science channel. My son and I watched this together a couple years ago, so I did mention on the show before but these dolphins get excited when they see a puffer fish. They, they harass it until it puffs up, and then they toss it around like a ball. And there's a toxin that's released in the skin of the puffer fish. And it gets, you know, it's like us licking a frog, <laughs> licking, you know, a magical frog. And they get high on the puffer fish. And they play with the ball, and then when they're done with it, they just let it go, and the puffer fish stops being puffed out and swims away. So they don't kill it, thank God. Seems pretty damn cruel, but it's also kind of funny. <laughs> like, how did they figure that out? That's weird. Now, here's, uh, you know, one. If you think you haven't been doing enough in your life, especially if you're a woman, hold on to your hats when you hear this one. A woman delivered her own baby in car traveling at 60 miles per hour. (laughs) I'm assuming she wasn't driving (laughs) at that time, but I mean, she was. Talk about multitasking. (laughs) Again, if you want to, you know, read the full article, uh, independent.co.uk forward slash news, forward slash weird dash news. That's how you're going to find it. Um, This is kind of uh, weird. Uh, ABC had to apologize 
over a video of twerking dancers at a Navy ship launch. Yeah, that's just weird. And they did need to apologize for that. I mean, it's not a strip club, guys. Come on. It's not a dance club. No one needs to see that. It, you know, it needs to be a little bit more dignified than that. It's like, were they shooting a rap video? Come on. That's ridiculous. I mean, I'm not against rap videos or, you know, nightclubs or whatever, but it's, it's just, that's just in poor taste. That's weird. You know, the Navy that, I mean, it's just, it's all kinds of weird and we have no kinds of time to continue talking about it, especially when we have this super exciting story of a woman who eats her own hair and had to have a giant hairball removed from her stomach. <laughs> hairball. <laughs> Ew. That, um, that's really gross. Don't eat your own hair. Obviously, from this headline, we can extrapolate the information that you uh, can't digest your own hair, so don't even try. We know parts of all parts of the pine tree are edible, but again, don't even try. The guy who said that died of stomach cancer. <laughs> so, um, let's see. A woman in Michigan has received one, a 100-year-old postcard in the mail. That's a very slow-moving postman. <laughs> wow. Um, that's impressive that she got it after all that time. That's really crazy. There are uh, sausage vending machines in Germany and this is a booming business I bet sausage vending machines like are they cooked sausage or do you have to cook it I mean is are are these near parks where you you know you have a barbecue race across for lunch and it's really weird that was really weird I, I mean it's normal-ish, but also really weird. Sausage vending machines booming in Germany. That's, that's crazy. A king of a tribe in Africa has decided to return to his job as gardener in Canada. What? You're a king, dude. Go be a king. Sit on the throne or whatever and, you know... Doyle out, doyle out, dole out niceties to people. That's what I imagine kings do and queens as well. They hear the cries and the pleas of the people and they help them. That's what I would do if I was a queen. I'd be like, we're holding court. Everybody that needs anything. I mean, I would just sit there and pray with people, give them money if they need it, forgive their taxes if they need it, whatever. I, it would be fun to be queen. Anyway, in Australasia, rabbits have been surfing on sheep's backs <laughs> to escape rising flood waters. Oh, it's so cute and sad. Also, I feel sad for the sheep, but at least they've got their 
heavy wool coats to keep them warm during this uh, heavy rain season with the floods. That's uh, that part is sad. I hope no none of the animals uh, get hurt. Let's send them love and light. Let's send this king of the tribe in Africa. Let's send him love and light too, in case he's not thrilled with his gardening job in Canada. But maybe he likes it. You know, hey. It's a stress-free kind of job. It's, you know, to be out with nature, so that's cool. He looks really cool, though. He's got some sign, some kind of like a a headdress on in this picture and, and, and like a little bit of a native necklace is showing. Looks, looks pretty cool. So if you want to read that article, it's independent.co.uk. A uh, Russian man has been arrested after anti-terror law... Okay, a Russian man has been arrested under an anti-terror law after talking about yoga. What? What? Are Russians terrified of yoga? What? That's a funny headline. That is weird. Uh, Here's a weird one. Uh, Not as weird. Thousands of people are watching a Jackson Hole live stream and nobody knows why. <laughs> you know, it's weird. There's live streams all over the world. And it's interesting. I, I don't know. It, it's even though it's just day-to-day life, the hustle and the bustle of the city or whatnot is taking place. I like watching the live cams of cities sometimes. Sometimes it's fun and exciting. It's really hilarious when someone's walking down the street and suddenly the, um, it, it like, you know, the computer kind of freezes for a second and then, and then the person kind of blips across the street really fast because, you know, the video finally catches up to the live stream. And so it looks like people are magical, like on Bewitched. I don't know. That's why I like watching the live streams because it's weird. But why would thousands be watching it? Well, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's stoner teenagers waiting for their mom to come home. And if they watch this, they could see their mom's car. (laughs) They know how much time they've got before she walks in the door and (laughs) get the smoke out real quick. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, That's that is kind of weird, honestly. But Jackson Hole, Wyoming is beautiful. But it just shows a few trees, a building, and a bunch of pavement and cars. So this particular live stream isn't all that beautiful. Huh. That is very weird. In weird news, there was the ape escape. That's all it says, the ape escape. So (laughs) that's pretty cool. You go, primates. Um, Let's see. A sleeping man... Tweets for help from a massage chair after getting trapped. <laughs> oh, wow. That's uh, that's weird. Trapped how? Maybe on his legs. I hate those massage chairs that uh, wrap around your lower legs. That is one of the creepiest. I mean, it's like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to have this... Um, you know, dark image of when I get out of bed that the hands would come out and wrap around my ankles. I wouldn't be able to move. And I'd try to scream, but I'd be so scared. I couldn't get the words out. Like that was like always 
one of my fears. Now it happens every day because my hot, my cat hides underneath my bed. <laughs> and every time I wake up and, and I, I try to put on my little flip flops to go to the bathroom, my cat jumps out and attacks me. And then when I leave the bathroom, she's already hiding back underneath the bed after having hid in the shower to jump out me out at me from the shower. And then she runs really fast to go underneath the bed to hop out at me and, and scare me again. So she's constantly scaring me. <laughs> My son taught her well. <laughs> anyway, I hate those massage chairs that trap people's legs. And I, I feel like it would, like if it doesn't work or it stops working, and it, and you're, it's like squeezing your leg. Ugh, it's just, it's really dangerous. If you have edema in your legs, it's also dangerous to use one of these massage chairs on your legs, by the way. Anyway, um, huh. There is an investigation into Domino's pizza driver filmed doing a wheelie on his motorcycle. (laughs) That sucks though, because you know, the hot cheese and it's in its hot piping, hot and steamy. And then when you do a, a, you know, you tilt it upwards like that, all the cheese is going to slide off to the one side that sucks. And I hope that person got their money back or at least got something comped for that. That guy should not be doing that unless maybe he didn't have a pizza with him at the moment. And he looked maybe like he's bored quite possibly. Anyway, um, there is a new campaign underway to change the name of fire ants to spicy boys. (laughs) And it's been gathering pace. All right. I could get behind that one, I guess. Spicy boys. (laughs) It sounds like a, a a guy band, (laughs) like a group band. That's, that's odd. Um, okay. The obese hedgehog is so fat he cannot curl into a ball. Oh, but he looks like a ball already. He's just a bigger ball than normal. Oh, poor little thing. I, I hope that someone plays a lot with him so that he can lose that weight. I, I've had to do this with knowledge raven spell lately. I've had to play with her um, a lot more than normal because she gained weight after being trapped inside uh, for a while with me since she got her injury. I don't let her out anymore and she's she's gotten you know more in the habit of instead of exercising eating and well she probably should stop looking at me for an example of how to live. (laughs) It's not helping anything. Um, an Irish local newspaper runs ISIS April Fool's Day story. I, I I don't think that was a good idea. (laughs) Just guessing. That doesn't sound good. Not at all. Um, so in goat news, a goat and a tiger have a bromance and is likely to end, however... (laughs) as mating season approaches. Oh gosh. Yeah, that doesn't, that's not going to fare well 
in the goat and tiger bromance. Mating season is always, I won't say put a damper on things, but oh, look, shoot, did say it. (laughs) That's weird. All right. A man who lived as a goat says it was a special kind of time. Wait a minute. Goat and tiger bromance. And then man who lived as a goat. Do you think? Nah, couldn't be. (laughs) Was it really a man tiger bromance? That's weird. A special kind of time living as a goat. I, I don't know what to make of that. How do you live as a goat? How do the goats not know? I mean, the biggest clue is when you're not climbing a mountain with them, you know, or you are, but you're just so clumsy at it. That that's just weird. So this has happened before. And when I hear this, I always think that person's having a shittier day than me. Frozen excrement (laughs) dropped from a plane crashes through the house roof. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is literally the definition of having a shitty day. I'm sorry about that. I hope those guys are okay that live in that house, the people in that house. Um, speaking of housing and housing estates, there is a housing estate that is shaped like the Millennium Falcon when you view it from above. This is a pretty cool picture, actually, if you want to check it out on the independent website. Uh, wow, it does. It looks just like the Millennium Falcon, which is the spaceship flown by Han Solo in Star Wars. It really does. looks just like his bucket of rust, I think is what he called it <laughs> in the first movie. Oh, gosh. I don't know what to make of this. This is weird. Uh, Mystery meat riddle has been solved after DNA tests woolly mammoth theory. What? Well, the first half of that sentence I felt like, or the headline, I felt like that was going to be mystery meat. Sounds like something that happens in a junior high, (laughs) you know, in the cafeteria, in the lunch line, you know, what the hell is this? I don't know. It's meat. Okay. (laughs) But woolly mammoth, that sounds like there's something that they found, you know, probably in the frozen tundra and they didn't know what kind of meat it was. It's probably woolly mammoth. Do you guys remember seeing, um, Maybe you didn't see this, and I mentioned this a couple times on the show before, but one of my favorite and the weirdest scenes ever was um, in, um, oh my God, now I can't remember, the the show about Alaska, Northern Exposure, there it is. I I saw the the cover of the, um, I used to have this on DVD, and the cover of it was an orange puffy jacket that goes over your DVDs. It was super cute. Um, anyway, yeah, Northern Exposure was a really good show about a doctor who ended up in Alaska, um, in this tiny little town full of super eccentric people. 
And there's one guy, he went out to um, see him out on his farm because he hadn't seen him in a while. And he didn't need to come into the restaurant because he had found a source of meat. <laughs> it was a woolly mammoth that was frozen. And he'd just go out and and just slice a hunk off and throw it on the barbecue. I thought that was so weird. I was like, I didn't know that that was a thing until I saw that show. And that was like 20 years ago. I thought that was odd as hell. So, all right, mystery meat. There we go. Um, all right, so uh, let's see. Oh, uh, yeah. An Italian reporter has attacked a rowdy football fan with an inflatable banana. So does that mean the Italian reporter was walking around with the inflatable banana or the rowdy football fan? (laughs) He just said has it randomly to beat people with. That's actually kind of funny. It probably doesn't hurt much. It just looks funny, I guess. Ripley the toucan behaves just like a lap dog. You know what they do? Toucans have these massive mouths. They're kind of scary. I was always afraid they're going to bite me. I've seen toucans in several countries I've lived in. They they are here where I live, too. They're so cute. But, um, yeah, they will, if they're friendly, they're, you know, taught and trained, it's okay they will come and sit on your shoulder. They'll sit on your arm just like a parrot. Imagine having a toucan with that giant beak just hanging out. And they look at you, and they're very, very intense. They're very intense birds. Um, they'll stare directly into your eyes for many minutes. They're very weird. Um, so that's kind of cute. A video shows a Hereford cow playing with a thousand pound hay bale and it shows him like kind of rolling it down the hill. It's kind of cute. It's not that weird though. So let's move on. Um, Oh God, we moved right on to something super weird. Terrifying video shows a maggot eating spider leaping out of its lair. You know, that's the stuff that nightmares are made from. I don't want to ever see that. Why would anyone want to see that video? That is really creepy. A testing formula designed to debunk the weirdest conspiracy theories. Okay. I think we do need that. A testing formula. If A, then B. If not, go to C. That kind of testing formula, perhaps. An Ikea monkey, Darwin, adapts to normal life two years after stardom. So... So it looks like this uh, Darwin has been able to put Ikea furniture together. <laughs> I'm guessing from the headline. Now, that would be something. I mean, I, I wonder if he's, if you can hire him to help you put your furniture together. That would be pretty cool. Oh, gosh. Um, a video appears to show frozen fish coming back to life. Well, this is true uh, in some cases, in some fish, even in frogs. If they get frozen, you know, and then springtime rolls around and the the frozen tundra thaws, 
they can come back to life. I, I met this couple who had a koi pond and they said, yeah, they, they can live to be hundreds of years old. And when the pond freezes over, they don't have to watch them or feed them. And so they can take off on vacation for a couple months and wait till the, the ice to melt. And then they go back and, and as soon as their koi fish come back to life, they can, and they start wriggling around, then they have to feed them again. I thought that was really, really weird. I mean, that's like, you know, pets for, you know, lazy people, <laughs> you know, that's really, really, I mean, what if you just move to a place where it's continuously frozen and now you've got your fish there, but you don't ever have to interact with them. That, that would be kind of sad for the fish. Just waiting constantly to be, you know, unfrozen so they could do something with their life. But what do they do much anyway? They don't do much anyway, but it's kind of weird. A woman turns fluorescent pink after misusing a lush bath product. <laughs> well, that sounds uh, a lot of fun. Uh, that would be, I wonder how long it will uh, last though. Maybe only a couple days or a couple weeks, but that would suck. If you have to go to work in your fluorescent pink, how embarrassing. <laughs> Although might make for a good lawsuit. So maybe she'll make a little money. Then she can buy more bath products and turn other colors. <laughs> a man steals a snake by stuffing it down his trousers. Of course he does. <laughs> Where else are you going to put a big snake? I mean, that's, um, that's crazy. I mean, especially if it's going to be a snake that will bite, possibly, if it's scared. Weird. That's totally weird. Um, a woman buys a McDonald's meal <laughs> for a homeless man who wasn't homeless. <laughs> I've been in that situation. I've even mentioned it on the show. My, my kids and I were moving to the Bay Area, and we had our stuff in our car. And um, I get a phone call from a friend of mine, and I pull off to the side of the road to answer um, Kareem's uh, call. And while I'm talking to my good buddy Kareem, uh, this lady comes and knocks on my window, and she says, what's going on here? And she tries to shove her head in my window, and she's looking throughout my things, like looking at everything. Like, excuse me, I'm on the phone. She's like, so? And I'm like, it's a business call. Can you leave? You know? And I rolled my window back up, like, what the hell? And she wouldn't go away. And I'm like, damn it, I'm going to have to call you back. So I unroll the window again and roll it down again. And she says that we could go get a shower over at the uh, uh, swimming pool and have a fun day. And she gave me 20 bucks. And I was like, whatever. At this point, I'm not going to correct this bitch. I'm going to take her money and go out to lunch. Like, come on. I mean, our hair was still wet from having showered at our gym before we left Chico, before we left. I mean, my hair was still wet anyway. My kids were not, but we were very clean. We just gotten like, we just worked out, spent hours in the pool, you know, and we were well fed and everything. We weren't sleeping in the car. There wasn't any evidence we were sleeping in the car. It was like we were actually sleeping in the car, but she didn't see us do that. It was very odd. That's so awkward. Buys a homeless man 
food, but he wasn't homeless. That's yeah, shit. I'd take her money too. Whatever. You know, it's like a nicety. That's not so nice really. So it's insulting actually. Um, but it's not insulting to be homeless. I mean, shit happens. A woman shares her home with 1100 cats. Nope. That's a big bag of nope for me. I could not handle that. I love the one I have. I want to get her a new cat when she's about three years old to keep her young, but no, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. All right, let's see. We're winding down here. Um, Oh, Lori Anderson plays a concert for dogs in New York. Ah, awesome. Love her. (laughs) But a concert for dogs. Dogs appreciate music now. I guess that's part of the, you know species come up program (laughs) an extreme unicyclist cycled 166 meters above water across a Romanian dam oh that's interesting I didn't know that unicyclists or unicycles can float is that what that means above water or is it on a rope oh I just don't now okay now I'm getting I'm feeling dizzy just thinking, but trying to imagine and visualize that is like, no, no, it's just too scary. I don't like heights like that. That's why I'm only five feet tall. (laughs) Um, A little boy is furious over a Christmas present prank. They probably gave him a piece of celery or some shit. That's just mean. I don't like that. Then they try to put it on social media like it's funny. That, That shit is not funny. You know, you're supposed to be able to trust your parents. They give you something crappy as a joke for the world to laugh at you. Like, you know what? Some of the sharing shit has gone too far. I'm sorry. A group of nudists rescues a family <laughs> stuck at sea in a sailing competition. I mean, at least they get rescued. Um, and they get to learn about the birds and the bees while out to sea all at the same time. So yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, A fish survives for six months without a tail and only half of its body. Um, How did they know it was six months old, first of all? And second of all, or I mean, it survived six months. And second of all, ew. And uh, here we go. Last but not least. A monkey took a grinning selfie, but he cannot own a copyright, according to a judge who ruled that the monkey does not own the copyright to the picture he took of himself. When are we going to get those monkeys their rights, damn it? When? If not now, when? And if not monkeys, who? Yeah, all right. <laughs> There was a man who spent two days trying to get an owl from a roof with a dead rat. Well, you know, you get him down, he's eating. (laughs) Anyway, that's it, guys. That's all she wrote uh, for tonight. I hope you enjoyed this episode and this week of Metaphysical Soul Speak podcast. Please tell other people so we could keep the show going. I'll be back on Monday with all unique and original programming, just like always. But until then, have a wonderful weekend. I love you guys. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace.
Hey guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.